Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another amazing guest joining us, Ken Stewart. Ken, such a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, Dallas. It's great to be here once again. It certainly is. If our audience remember, you have been on the podcast before last June, June 2023, you visited us. You were talking about your book then, and we're yes. really happy to have you back on the show today. Thank you. It's good to be back indeed, and I appreciate this opportunity very much. certainly do. I'm excited about it because of uh, some things that have happened since then. Yeah. So we're going to be discussing your book, The New Covenant Psalm Continued. And so, yeah, Ken, let's just start off by hearing what has been going on since last June to now. Well, since last June, of course, we had the ebook and we had the hardcover and the paperback. Mm -hmm. And we have just finished the audiobook. And that will be out in just a few days. And we're really excited about that. That's going to be great. A lot of people prefer an audiobook mm -hmm. to reading something. So it'll be out, it'll be on Amazon. Yeah, this is a popular thing nowadays. People really like to hear the audiobook in, is this something that you have recorded personally or that you had somebody else take care of for you? Uh, I had somebody else. I had a, a professional narrator to read the book for me and he has an excellent voice, does a great job, very easy to listen to and uh, very skillful at what he does. And I think people will enjoy it very much. Uh, yeah. I, I could do it, but I've never done it before. So uh, it's a big task. It's a lot of hours of audio to put it together. I understand the challenge there. Yeah. And so for our audience, just to remember who you are. So you are a doctor as well. You have your doctorate. Let's discuss a little bit about that, a little bit about your school, just for our audience to remember who you are and then sure. we'll go into the book itself a little sure. bit more. Well, I've, I've probably gone to college more than anybody else that I know. <laughs> I thought, my wife thought I'd never quit going to school. Uh, but uh I have a bachelor's degree from Southwestern University in uh, Texas. I have a, a master of divinity degree and a doctor of ministry degree. Both of those are from Texas Christian University in Fort Worth, Texas. And then beyond that, uh, I've studied marriage and, and family therapy and uh, financial planning and uh, five years of studying financial planning at Florida Tech and at uh, uh, Northeastern University here in, in Oklahoma. And so lots and lots of training, lots of education, along with lots of ministry. I am approaching 60 years of full-time ministry. And uh, that's that's amazing to me. I never, never thought about it that way. But uh, all of the education, um, you know, I, I wouldn't want to do it again. <laughs> but I'm glad I did it. 
it's opened yeah. a lot of doors for me over the years. And I've pastored churches, traveled all over the world, held thousands of seminars and uh, mm -hmm. just uh, lots of writing. And uh, so it's it's been a great time. It really has. And I'm uh, still writing, writing more now than ever. And uh, yeah. since I saw you last, talked to you last, uh, I've published another book beyond the New Covenant Psalm. And I'm well into another one. We hope to publish it probably in the next 90 days. Man, you're just writing all the time. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> That's wonderful. And your school as well. One of those accomplishments that you have, you have a yes. school of ministry. If you can tell us the name of that, a little bit about how we can find that as well, what you talk about in the school. Sure. It's called the School of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it is in person here in Tulsa. We have classes here in person. And the ultimate goal, and it is happening, is we have students online. We have an online school that is a mirror image of what we do here in Tulsa. That's where the material comes from. And at present, we have students in 10 different states, and we have students in four different countries. And uh, we have, have yet to start promoting it. You know, about the only promotion we've done is what you and I talked about last year. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and it's going quite well. We're, we're very, very excited about that. that uh, is it will ultimately be in an, an accredited Bible college on, on, online. And uh, yeah. so I, uh, I do sleep every now and then. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you do. doesn't sound like you get much sleep. <laughs> uh, I love to stay busy. I love what I do. Going back to the book, The New Covenant Psalms. So when did you first initially release this book? Uh, this was initially released in, um, I guess, probably May, I think it was, of last year. Uh, it's, a, it's a manuscript that I started working on many years ago. Actually, before the fall of the Berlin Wall, mind you, wow. uh, there was lots and lots of fear uh, permeating the country back then. Uh, and... So my response to it then was to start working on this manuscript. And finally, uh, we brought out the full manuscript uh, uh, last year. And now here we are all these months later. And I think the level of fear now is probably the worst I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, it's, it's amazing what all is going on in this world. Uh, the attack on Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. And what that launched. And now, you know, you've got the Chinese, you've got uh, the Russians, Putin, uh, the uh, Iran situation, everywhere you look. And I don't know how it is uh, where you live, but wow, the crime is everywhere, mm -hmm. all over the United States. Right. And and so there's lots of people that are afraid. There's and a lot of uncertainty, I would say, right now. Lots of uncertainty. Yeah. And I don't know of any other chapter in the Bible that addresses the subject of fear, quite like Psalm 91. Hmm. And so that's why I went there. That's why I picked that chapter. And I uh, really believe the Lord led me to that chapter to really break that down, talk about it bit by bit. And that's what we do in the book, mm -hmm. addressing all kinds of fear. And uh, 
And it's been very helpful to a lot of people. We want it to help a lot more people. Yeah. So that's why we're, why we're doing this. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Discover renewed strength in faith with Saved But Struggle, Well But Wounded by Eric Joseph. This insightful guide for devout Christians unveils biblical support for seeking godly counseling, tackles mental health stigmas, and emphasizes the divine intervention of professional Christian counseling. Buy your copy on Amazon today and overcome life's trials with faith and guidance. Dive into a transformative journey of Faith with Faith in Action, evangelistic devotional and journal by Pastor Brett Heath. Uncover profound insights from Scripture, fueling your evangelic spirit. The lined journal pages invite reflection, making it a must-have for those eager to share their testimony effectively. Get your copy on Amazon and embark on a path of impactful evangelism. Yeah, and you say that you give us a fresh perspective on Psalm 91 and its relevance in today's world. So if you could just break that down, how does that Psalm, is it relevant for us today as believers? Sure. Well, anyone who's read it knows that it's, especially if they've read it in in an old King James Bible, the language is very flowery, and and uh, I love it. It's uh, it uses words that we don't use today, but if you dig into the meaning of those Hebrew words, you find that they're very relevant. In that, uh, what I do is take statement by statement out of the ninety first Psalm, find a scripture in the New Testament that connects to that and tie those together phrase by phrase by phrase uh, in that psalm so that a person who is not familiar with the languages and maybe not even all that familiar with the Bible, when they read it, they realize this is actually talking about something that's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that do real well during the day. They, They don't deal much with fear in the daylight, but at night, and I'm talking specifically about older people. I'm talking about uh, ladies that are single, that live alone, some of them widows, a lot of them widows, as a matter of fact, they live alone, and uh, and there's a fear that grips them at night. Yeah. Uh, I know that there's a lot of them that I know, and I'm not being critical in the least. It's just a reality. Uh, when we have church, we have to be sure that our service is over before it gets dark mm-hmm. because they don't want to drive home alone. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we, we accommodate that in every way that we possibly can. But they need help, I think, in dealing with that is to show them that there's no reason to be afraid or there is a protector there. Mm-hmm. that the angels do watch over us. And uh, that's a very scriptural thing that we know is there and it's real, it's fact. And right. so I address that in all of its different aspects in the book. It's so crazy to consider that there are people who don't want to go home alone, that they're afraid of this because the world is getting darker, right? And so I've never really been in a situation like this where I've been afraid to go home like that. So it is great as a pastor to consider the other people in the church you know, in these different fears and, and bring the word of God to help them, right? That's, that's so crazy. 
Sure. And, and I think it's, it's just simply the responsible thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how this might sound to some of our audience, but I think it's worth saying. Uh, I remember a time when no matter how evil a person might be, it would never cross their mind to walk into a church and start shooting people. Right. But now that has happened so many times mm-hmm. uh, all across the United States that we actually have people that uh, they're professional people and uh, they're armed and they watch our parking lot. They watch our front door the entire time that we're having service right. so that no one is able to come in and do that. And if there's any indication that there's any danger around us, uh, these particular people that I'm talking about, they're prepared to uh, uh, see a person all the way out to their automobile. Mm-hmm. Now, that makes it sound like Tulsa is, uh, is a very, very dangerous uh, place that you wouldn't want to be. It's not so much that. It's that uh, I think a lot of it, frankly, is tied to two things. I think a lot of it is tied to uh, the fact that we now have millions of people in the United States that our government does not even know who they are. Uh, They flood across the border Mm -hmm. every day, unchecked with no indication as to why they're here or who they are or what they might be up to. Mm -hmm. And accompanying them is a level of drugs, Mm -hmm. very dangerous drugs that have flooded this country. And you, you mix all that together and my goodness, uh, I'll never forget years ago, we moved from Tulsa to Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. And I love Florida. It's a beautiful state. And we love Tampa and the people there. But we were shocked at how often we would see homeless people mm-hmm. on the street corners uh, begging for money, of course. Mm-hmm. And we were not used to that because we didn't have that in Tulsa. Now in Tulsa, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you see people uh, in, in, out on the sidewalk, mind you, asleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're all over the city. Mm-hmm. And th- this creates a level of fear that's amazing. I mean, because people don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And our hearts go out to these people that are living on the street, on the sidewalk, under the bridges and and with no shelter whatsoever, especially when it's so cold like it's been here the last few days. Uh, but for some people, their heart of compassion is overrun with fear because they don't know what might happen to them. So it's a tension. It's a uh, it's a very tough. It's a challenging situation, and so I feel compelled to speak to that. And that's what I'm doing with this book, the New Covenant Psalm, yeah. to provide answers, to give people hope, to help them to see that God is watching after them, that he has angels to watch after them. That's all in that chapter. And we talk about it at length yeah. uh, just to encourage people, to help them, to lift their spirits, to cause them to feel not so afraid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like that's that's my responsibility as a pastor and uh, so we do that with our congregation, like I just described, but then we're reaching out beyond that to as many people as we can touch with this book. 
Yeah. And I love that because your book is broken into four main sections. And one of those is understanding fear, as we're talking about here. The second is safety in God. And so you're already kind of talking about that a little bit, taking those precautions, but we can trust God through it all. So if you could touch on that a little bit more as well, that would be great. That comes back to the promises that God has made to us and to a personal relationship with God. God does protect people that don't know him. Mm -hmm. uh, if he didn't do that, uh, neither you nor I would be here. Right. We, we would not be having this conversation. And, you know, we happen to know quite a bit about each other. We've talked at mm -hmm. length. And, uh, and I think that just about everybody could look back in their life and they were honest about it. They would say God protected them even when they didn't know him. Uh, it might be from an accident. It might be from uh, something terrible that happened over which they had no control. Mm -hmm. It might be because of choices or decisions that they made, but God protected them anyway. But actually, there is no guarantee of that protection unless a person has a relationship with God, and then they choose to live by the directions that God has given us in his word. These are the kind of things that I'm referring to as promises. Mm -hmm. They're promises in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant. They're promises under the New Covenant or the New Testament. Those are the way two ways of referring to the same thing, covenant or mm -hmm. uh, testament. But let me just say this. The Old Testament, that's the part of the Bible in which the 91st Psalm is written, that was a covenant between God and a nation, the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. The beautiful and wonderful thing about the New Testament, or also called the New Covenant, is this is individual. It is a covenant between an individual and God. Right. Each one of us have that covenant with God. Each one of us have that relationship with God, or at least we can. And if we do, then that makes those promises very personal. Uh, I, I can see, I happen to have a picture here in front of me of your, your precious wife and, and your mm -hmm. child. And it just reminded me of this. There was a day when uh, uh, there were parents who were wanting to bring their children to Jesus. And the disciples were upset about this. They thought they were disruptive. They, they wanted Jesus to push them to the side. And there are a lot of parents that are very concerned about their children and what's going to happen to them in this crazy world. And Jesus' response that day to those disciples and to those parents were, bring the children to me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And then he issued a warning uh, against anyone who would dare to harm one of these little ones. Mm -hmm. That's God's attitude. And I think the more parents know that, the more their understanding of that, that's how God feels about you as an individual. That's how God feels about your child. That's that safety in God part of this that I'm talking about. So it's, it's applicable to everyone. And those who choose to know the Lord and to live for him, it's, it's actually wide open. It's, uh, I can call on God anytime. He's ready to hear me. He invites me to. That's the safety in God part of it that I'm talking about.
in the website. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to focus on the fourth one as well, because I think freedom is so valuable, living in freedom. And so if you can just discuss that as well, how does your book discuss living in freedom? Because we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the one we turn to, right? If you could just discuss that a little bit more, that would be wonderful. Sure. Well, I think that a lot of times people know that they're afraid. They understand that they're afraid. They, f- they have that feeling, that emotion that is so uh, alive, if you will, when we're afraid. And, and yet they don't know how to deal with that and don't know how to get free of that. Right. But the freedom that I'm talking about here is really a freedom from fear. Mm-hmm. And the only way you overcome that fear is to begin to believe what God has said about his relationship with you and your relationship with him. Mm-hmm. We know that there's a scripture that says, he whom the son sets free is free indeed. Yes. So this freedom in God comes from that relationship with God. And that is a relationship that we nurture. Mm. And, uh, you know, a a lot of people go to church. Uh, It's kind of interesting. Uh, On the one hand, it started out to be kind of alarming, but now encouraging. There were all kinds of reports coming out that the younger generations were uh, not going to church, Mm -hmm. that uh, more and more of them were saying, you know, we don't have any use for the church. We We don't care anything about it. Well, that started to turn around, and now it's, no, it's not what you thought. It's this, oh, dead religion that doesn't help me, that doesn't speak into my life, that doesn't give me answers. It's just going through the same ritual all the time Mm -hmm. that's meaningless to me. I don't have any use for that. Well, I'll tell you something. I've been a preacher all my life. I don't have a use for that either. Mm-hmm. I find that very boring. When I go to church, I want something that helps me. Right. If I'm going to listen to a preacher, he better say something that's going to help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want something that's going to make my life better. And mm-hmm. if I'm dealing with fear, I want freedom from that fear. I don't want to live in that. It's torment. Yeah. And so that freedom is available Again, it comes right back to relationship with God. And I do think that every human is born with a desire for that relationship with God. They may not know what it is. They may not know where it came from. Mm -hmm. They may not know what to do with it. They may not know how to act on it, but it's there. And frankly, not knowing what to do with that is it's torment. Yeah. Really. Uh, and because people are looking for that that hole to fill, if you will, this mm-hmm. inside of them, they do all sorts of things. And and many times it's things that are very destructive to their lives. But this is why you and I do what we do. We mm-hmm. preach. Right. We go tell people about Jesus. And you know what, Ken? Uh, we were just talking about a few minutes before we started recording about me preaching on Sunday. I literally preached that verse, who the sun sets free is free indeed in John chapter eight, and how our freedom really? is connected to the truth, Jesus. And the enemy knows that, that if he's the father of yes. lies, if he can distort yes. the truth in your life, freedom will never come. And so if we want to be free, 
from fear. As you're saying today, we exactly what you said. We need identity. We have to have a relationship with Christ. We must abide in Jesus, just as he said to the Pharisees. And the Pharisees said, no, we're good. We don't, we don't need this freedom. We're already free. Our father's Abraham, right? And we, this discussion, you know, but man, yeah. you're, you're, you're touching on it exactly what I preached on Sunday. Wonderful. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Freedom is so important. Thank you for, for writing that. It is so it. important. Yeah. And I, I talk to, uh, I, I talk to people of all ages just about every day. Uh, I, I love to just get out and about and, you know, go different businesses, you know, even if I don't have much of anything to do, mm -hmm. really just to, just to talk to people. And uh, I have found that some of the most eager to listen, eager to hear, eager to learn, eager to receive, most receptive people are what some have labeled the millennials. Right. Okay. Um, I, I don't know about such all these names, you know, but uh, I, I have a granddaughter that's 22 and uh, I, I love to take her to lunch and uh, uh, we better not have a, a time restriction when we go because she starts peppering me with questions mm -hmm. and uh, we sit and talk and talk and talk. And, and she talks about her friends and uh, the uh, concerns they have, the conversations that they have. So for people to write off a generation is ridiculous. Uh, you know, we're all people. We all have the same hurts, the same desires, the same longings, the same need for answers. And, and that's where relationship with God and the Word of God comes in. Right. And so I'm really just using this psalm, called it the New Covenant Psalm, because I'm looking at it from the New Testament, not from the Old Testament. And I'm simply using it as a tool to reach people, to help them find those answers, to help them find what they're longing for. And that's my heart, and that's what I'm doing with the book, yeah. and that's why I've put it out in in all four methods: the ebook, the the paperback, the hardcover, and now the audiobook is coming out. And uh, mm -hmm. very excited about all of that. And if you can tell our, our audience where can we find your book, the audiobook, the hardcover, where you know the name of the book again, if you could write all of that, or just tell all of our audience that as well. That would be great. Sure. It's, it's the New Covenant Psalm, and its uh, subtitle is Psalm 91 in the Light of the New Testament. And if you just go to Amazon.com and type in the New Covenant Psalm and then attach my name, just Ken Stewart, to that, mm -hmm. the book should pop up immediately. Uh, it may be a few days yet before the audio book is out. I know that they're going through right now. With the final review of it, it has been recorded. I've edited the whole thing, and they've redone what they needed to. So it's in the very final stages, but the audiobook will be there. Give me a few days, mm -hmm. but right now you can get the ebook, the hardcover, and the paperback just at Amazon.com. Yes. And uh, uh, we, we price them reasonably, and uh, love to see lots of people pick those up. Wonderful. Really good. Ken, I really appreciate your time here joining us back again for another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. We hope to have you back on as the next book's release because I know you're not done. I know you have many, many more things to give us. And so I expect that you'll be continue to write in releasing books as as the as it comes, right? I would love to. <laughs> I'm right. just getting started. Sounds I've great. got lots of books to write. Sounds great. <laughs> 
And one more time for our audience, the book description is in the is in the text below. They can find the link to your website as well and on Amazon to buy all of those. If you can, if I can have you end our time with a prayer, that would be excellent. I'd love to. I would just love to. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time that we've shared together today. The relationship that you've developed between Dallas and myself and and his beautiful family, we thank you for them, Father, that you bless them, that you just touch their lives with your precious spirit more than you ever have, and that as Dallas travels to speak, you give him many, many opportunities, many open doors. And we thank you, Father, for this time that we've been able to talk about this book and to share with the people that are listening that here is a source, here's something that can bring answers to their lives. And we thank you, Father, that they reach out, they get it, they read it, they listen to it. And through this book, you speak to their hearts, meeting their needs, answering their questions, and helping to relieve them and release them from any fears that dog them night and day. Thank you, Father, that you touch many hearts because of this podcast. And people come to know you as their Lord and Savior because of the times that we spent talking today about you. Thank you for this precious opportunity and for this time we've spent in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.